0: Would have been early 15 days, or 16, 2015. I so right. Joey's
1: trying to make his mark, coming in for uh, you know into the competition, trying to you know take mm. that next step. Harris is gone, not on my watch. Bang, two front teeth gone, gone. done. And done. and can you run us through that? Just because yeah, <laughs> I mean my modelling career went down the drain <laughs> pretty
0: quick. It's still over at that stage.
1: And welcome back to another episode of Rip Through a Podcast. This guy is larger than life. He is tall AF. I'm actually that excited. This guy took a long time to get on. Um, took, a, took a whole year actually. Yep. Um, we caught him up early days. He gave us nothing. Uh, to speak to his manager using those gun and stuff. But he's here. He's in Brisbane. He's in fine weather form. He's uh he's training very well, looks great. Uh, it's none other than our boy Joey Danaher.
0: Hello, thanks for having me.
1: Now this is the long part. He is a number 10 draft pick. 108 games, 191 goals. Four times, bombers, leading goal kicker, 22 under 22 team, AFL PA, giving a shout out for those guys. Rising star nominee in 2014, Essendon B&F, All-Australian, mark of the year. Controversial? But mark of the year, 200 centimetre tall, 26 years of age. Yo! Welcome, brother. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I've never been so nervous in my life. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and he
1: starts off with that, that's good. And he brought us a present too. He did bring us a present, this episode is brought to you by Noble Boy, <laughs> uh, I was going to shotgun it, but uh, I've got to play tomorrow, so we'll see what happens after this episode if it gets a little bit tasty, but how you been mate, welcome to Brisbane, the fans are loving you here, SNM ones probably aren't, but we are embracing you, how's it been?
0: Yeah, it's been brilliant mate, I'm, uh, I've loved every minute of it um, so far, obviously delayed start to pre-season compared to, um, to normal years, but um, was yeah. able to get stuck into it with a few guys before Christmas and... Um, having a ball so far.
1: Who uh, who hit you up first? Because you went into a crew that I was unfamiliar that you would have gone into. I wasn't that happy. I thought I come down and train with the younger boys and we'll see how he goes. Who hits you up first? I know already because he's on the podcast last week. But who hit you up first and went from there?
0: Yeah, look, Harris um, hit me up pretty early. At this stage, I was pretty unfit, so I got a message <laughs> saying come down to training, and I was like, oh, all right, I'll come down. So went down, and then um, yeah. Froggy Ryan Lester was another one who yep. hit me up pretty early, and we we're in the um, in the small the small group. It feels like the old group. Yeah, was like,
1: it? I don't get those. Inv- I rarely get invites to come train with anybody because you're uh, pretty dirty about this last week, I, actually. Yes, yes, and no. Like it was more so the fact that, um, like he's like a day oneer, and I, yeah. he gets invited down. I've been here for phew, going on seven years now, and I can't you know to get closer to invite to do something so. A little bit flat in that regards, but how, so you got um you got up here a little bit earlier than expected. Like a lot of players wait for the trade to go through, then they might go do the holidays and go travelling and stuff. You were here like ASAP.
0: Yeah, like it, it was obviously a weird year last year for everyone, yeah, um, let alone AFL footballers. But um, we're up here in the hub, so mm-hmm. finished the season up here, um, hired a car, went on a little bit of a road trip. Ooh. um, the middle of Australia. Oh, run us through this. Desert. I didn't know this. Yeah. You and the um, missus. Yeah, and a, another friend of ours. So we cruised uh, deep into the desert, Simpson <laughs> Desert, and then went up north, saw a bit of um, country Queensland, which was awesome. And then by the time we got back to Brizzy, it was sort of close enough to the trade period. So I thought, well, I'll just stick I around. I've <laughs> only been in the hub for you know, the whole year, but that's fine. I might as well stick around in Brizzy. Um, yeah, and then got someone to pack up all my stuff and send it up. And yeah, haven't been uh, back to Melbourne since. But um, yeah, it's challenging at the moment with COVID and all these restrictions but uh, i'm sure i'll get home soon
1: yeah yeah well, so have you obviously when it all went through done all your traveling and stuff finding a place was that like bang the club's family one or were you just doing a bit of homework like you know Brisbane pretty well already you're talking about like Ipswich, Logan, mm-hmm. all those places um we'll talk about where you <laughs> lived last year but um did you find a spot pretty quick and y- uh, you went against the grain like all the boys are on this side of the south mm. side we're all south side south side and you went to north side like mm. Behind yeah,
0: that? well, I didn't really know too much about where all the boys. Live. I had a little bit of a rough idea that there was a bit of south side, north side <laughs> rivalry, and so I just decided to plant myself on the on the <laughs> other side. So. Um, no, I mean, Brisbane's super easy. It's super laid back. Everything's 10 minutes away. Um, yeah. You can't even get out of your own suburb in Melbourne in 10 minutes. I know. You can do the whole of Brisbane in 10 minutes. Yeah. So that's been a uh, nice change of pace.
1: That's the thing that I always talk to people about, like when I try to woo the, them to Brisbane. Mm. Like, 10 minutes here is 10 minutes down the road. Like, that's actually what it'll take in a mm. car. Mm. 10 minutes in Melbourne's an hour in the car. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the biggest thing. And that you I don't thought. move. You're you don't move at all. Like, that's just, you're stuck in there and you just, oh, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast in Melbourne, shout out to you guys, like... <laughs> we do appreciate you guys but uh, that's just it's a hard it's a hard life yeah so
2: w- when when did brisbane genuinely become a, a destination for you cuz we'll, we'll, we'll jump into everything yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll talk about well, it we'll go more depth but. but 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 when did when did brisbane actually become a potential reality for you
0: yeah i can't i can't exactly remember it was definitely not on the radar for a fair while and um i had the opportunity to speak with fags and have a good couple of chats with fags and um he obviously worked with my uncle neil um, at melbourne for a long period of time and Um, So I knew that Neil had a lot of respect for Fags, and I I hadn't had much to do with Fags at all. So um, having the opportunity to sit down over the phone and have a good, um, you know, in-depth discussion with him, it just um, you know suddenly turned Brisbane into a place that um, was realistic and felt really comfortable for me. And um, it just started to snowball from there. Yeah,
2: and I suppose now that you're here, and now that you've had some time to settle in, I saw the Victorian number plates
1: though out the oh, still? still oh, I did have those for a good five years. S- I'm not gonna lie. Yeah,
2: still, still haven't quite settled in just yet, but that's okay. Come but, on Joey. <laughs> but in terms of come I on, Queensland, but being able to to genuinely settle in now, and I suppose be able to take in your surroundings. I mean, how has it been? Because you've you've had a chance to be around the boys now. We we heard yeah. yourself and Harris had a, a good one on one in the match simulation a couple of weeks ago, and
1: and he's and it felt like it was more. Now I know that actually. True meaning to why He kicked three goals On Harrison in a quarter I actually found out why Okay Alright Should I Yeah well absolutely Should I look to the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, Harrow being the dirty player he is Actually knocked out Joey's teeth in a game of, Do you know what year it was? Yeah Would oh, have been early 15 days 15 or 16 2015 So right. Joey's trying to make his mark Coming in for uh, You know Into the competition Trying to You know Take mm. that next step Harris right. is gone Not on my watch Bang Two front teeth gone, gone. Done. And, Done And Can you run us through that Just cause Yeah <laughs> I mean My modelling career Went down the drain Pretty quick <laughs>
0: There's still a hove at that stage, um, yeah, a little elbow to the uh the front of the chops It was in like the first minute of the game, oh, I um, two front teeth out of the mouth, one was still hanging on um, anyway, just jogged off to the boundary line, gave a look to the doc and he's just like shaking his head um. like, oh, no, and then um so to protect them, they wanted to push them back in um, and they push them back in in some of uh, the gums, yeah so they you know resettle. And um, they needed something to hold them in there. So they grabbed a uh, teammate's spare mouth guard because oh, I don't have of a course. mouth guard. Oh, and, no. Um, tried to put that up in there. That's rank oh. That's not it It didn't fit oh. too well That's untidy So uh, we got the cotton buds And then just um, Yeah Pushed them in there Squeezed them in there And I just had to keep My <sighs> mouth shut For the uh, rest of the game oh, And so now I've got These wonky two front teeth Thanks to Harrow oh, I remember the trainers Were out there Looking for the teeth Weren't they, yeah, weren't they? There's yeah. a little one I think there's one That they found Pretty quickly So we were able yeah. To get it back in But um, yeah Poor old mum Spent all that Thousands <laughs> of dollars On braces <laughs> oh. And then Harry just knocked him out. So. What a oh.
1: dirty dog. I'll oh. say it right here. Um, and he, he gloating about that too once I reminded him about it. Um, but what was it like after that, with the teeth-wise? you just whack him back in or you go to
0: the dentist? Yeah, got him in for the rest of the game and then uh, straight to the dentist after the final siren. And then yeah. um, I was at the dentist twice a week for about six or eight weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, whacked the plate and the Was this the Eddie he had by the way? Yep. Did we beat enemy. you guys that game? Uh, I reckon it was one of our, like... No, I reckon we won that oh, one. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. probably. No. We didn't win too many
1: games back then, so <laughs> <laughs> I can get one, two, three. We won four games that year. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I reckon it's the one... No, yeah, you might have been, won
0: that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of trips to the dentist, but uh, they're all there now. The Chompers are hanging on, so... Well, I reckon you look gorgeous, mate, so fuck her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about it. Yeah, no. Um,
1: run run us through how you fit into the Bridge Lines. Lions. Like, we're going to get into where you grew up and all that stuff, but while, we're, while they're all listening, um, how ha- have you slipped into the team? I know you, um, in the past, the Lions boys have been usually a B and a A team and a B team. Um, this year, we've kind of like split everyone up, like so there's no dominant team. But you've been a mixture with um, Dan McStay, and in some other games, you've been with Eric Kipwood. How's that all been? Getting to know the boys, the new structures. Have you been putting in extra work for that? Like, how's it all gone down?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, when you're moving to a club, you sort of have um, ideas on how things might work, but when you get in there, it's obviously a completely yeah. different story. And, um, it takes some time to just not find the nuances of guys and how they move, what foot they kick with and the habits that they like to have during training and games. So, um, you know, for me, that's been really exciting just yeah. to learn um, also from what other quality players do and be like, oh, that's a cool idea. I might put that into my program. But um, it's been a lot of fun, you know. Like, you've rattled off a few names there, like Damix Day, Hippie, you know, Charlie Cameron, Cam mm. Rainer, um Limp McCarthy like this big O, you know there's so many guys that can go through the forward line yeah. so there's a lot to um to learn and pick up but I've uh, loved every minute so far
1: yeah well you've been playing pretty damn well so i'm looking forward to probably surging the ball to you so I don't hit Blake's lace out. I kind of surged in so I think the specy's <laughs> mate. We'll talk about it later but no, you've, you've been playing very well and it's just been, it's refreshing to see someone come in and I know like going to a new club it's always daunting and getting to know everyone's names and going like who the coaches are and what specific areas you've got to go to but has the game plan to you kind of felt like something that you've picked up on pretty quickly or is yeah, it?
0: Yeah, look, there's not, too, you know, teams are, generally trying to do the same thing yeah, you know, yeah they're trying to get these perfect ball movement bring it back through the middle and kick a goal yeah. um so that stuff doesn't really change in footy but you know some new terminology yeah yeah um you know coaches coach a little bit of a different way players receive feedback differently so all these sorts of things it'll it might take me 12 14 months to um really get comfortable with yep. you know how that all unfolds but um it's been you know to this point it's been really good and um i'm slowly feeling a little bit more comfortable with the game plan and stuff and. Um, hopefully, once we get into games, that can oh, um, that worries. learning can ramp up. And always, always, I find it. Uh, intra clubs, I can't. You can't off into clubs
1: too much, can you? Like, obviously, when you're playing, in and blows can like they know your taps, where you're running, what position, like where the ball's going to drop. Like they know everything. you're you know, mm. so it's like always real difficult. So we play Gold Coast next week, which would be pretty fun, and that would be exciting to see how we all mesh together, try and build synergy and stuff. But I, I don't like interclubs. Obviously, I like, um, like getting fitness in. But other than that, I, just, I don't rate them. But we have to do them. It's, it's actually good for you to do them. But I just don't <laughs> like doing them. That makes sense. <laughs> all right. So we're going to jump into the young uh her boy himself. Um, we call you Danny because uh, <laughs> Hutto, <laughs> Hutto on a meeting SA called him Danny. Like asked a oh, great, really? He said a great question. He's like, um, Danny uh, – not Danny – <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, but growing up mate, so did you at a young age obviously realise you're going to be a footy player when you grow up, like this family is pretty crazy in terms of um, personnel involved, you've got four four, play, four brothers in the family, oh, are they all brothers? Yep Your all brothers have played um, AFL football and had a great career, talk to me about kick, kick to kick in the backyard, what was going on there, with really you growing up, just give a little rundown on that
0: Yeah, look, so a lot of my family is from country New South Wales, but my family is a city family, so um, I grew up in the city, Um, my older brother Darcy um, played for Essendon um, a fair while ago, and so the footy was always a part of our family, and it was always something that um, I wanted to do, I wanted the opportunity to do it professionally, Um, you know, probably more for the fact that, you know, you just want to be, as a kid I just want to be good at something, Yeah, Yeah, I just want to do something and do it well, and yeah. I probably wasn't going to do that at school i probably wasn't that creative to do it anymore. you know <laughs> so footy to me felt natural and got a lot of enjoyment um out of that felt comfortable meeting friends out of playing footy mm. um so all those sort of things help you grow up and um you know for me i sort of had a little bit of un- understanding that dad and my uncles played footy but it was never a really big part of growing up okay. um dad certainly you know encouraged us to play footy and loved that we got enjoyment out of it but um it was never taken too too seriously Dad actually coached me a couple of times when we were younger. <laughs> oh, <gee>. Any <laughs> favoritism <laughs> there? Oh, so much. Kick favoritism. the ball to straight to full forward. <laughs> get to <the>
1: full forward. <laughs> that was the game plan, Coach. You know what it is. Just get it to him.
0: It was actually funny when I was going. All I wanted to do was like be like Dad, so I was just mm. play full back. And he's like, "Oh, when oh, do you I want to play this week?" I was like, "No, I play full back." He's like, oh. "Son, no <laughs> one no makes like, a career out of full back. Come on, <laughs> especially back then, unless you're Silvani Man. or." Yeah, he never told me that. He's like, "You're probably not going to make it if you're <laughs> playing full back." You know, I'm sure he you know, saw that coming. But eventually, I moved forward and things Worked out, yeah. but yeah, footy was a, it was a big part of growing up, yeah. you know. Just certainly to feel comfortable as a young man, um, footy allowed me to do that.
1: Was he still uh, playing when you're born, or not he really? He
0: retired the year I was born, so oh, okay, so you ruined his career, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought Anthony last priorities, I've had enough. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this one's gonna be trouble,
2: <laughs> Darcy, yeah, he's all right. I can't really handle two, though, I'm, I can't do it, guys. But but you're right, you would have missed a lot of your dad and your uncles, you know, being able to see them play. But I'm sure you heard all the famous stories about. Dad and, and and Terry and Neil and Chris and I suppose the impact that they had. So from a young age, as as Mitch was saying, you know, the whole kick-to-kick kick element, was was there really that footy feel in the family despite obviously coming in at a later age?
0: Yeah, look, our family's a pretty massive family. So Dad's um, one of four boys um, and they've got seven sisters. So, Damn. On that side of the family. Damn, <laughs> I yeah, didn't know that. So Damn. they've got, um, yeah, there's about 38 cousins in, the, in that family. So come Christmas or Easter... We all up at the farm in Angier, um, New South Wales, and it was chaos. Like there's just mm. kids. everywhere. they're talking like we're talking like hundred people at yeah, like wow. family lunch. Like it's like a Tasmanian. This is sick. Yeah. So it, um, there's three teams there. AFLW like now too. A, <laughs> a full cricket game, and then there was like a footy game in the paddock out the back, and then you swap, and then like you know it's just crazy. And mm. um, yeah, I mean there's a lot of uh, I got a lot of female cousins, and like AFLW wasn't a thing then, yeah, like, yeah. but now it's sort of come in, and all the younger ones, you know, swap the rugby ball for the footy, and um, to see that sort of stuff is um, pretty incredible now. Is there
1: any potential for the for the cousins the, the girls to get involved, like with the last name Danaher Any you of know, on the
0: spotlight, or they? Yeah, because New South Wales, must, right? they would be yeah. just league and yeah, they'll they'll probably prefer their rugby and touch rugby at the okay. moment. But I mean, as AFLW is growing, I think um, a couple of them might switch and and change over. Imagine that. They've <laughs> certainly got the um, yeah the physical uh, qualities to yeah. be able to play. Yeah, all the, are they
1: many tall? Who was the tallest getting around back then? No, like.
0: The not too many tall like our t- family is a tall sort of family but um, the rest are sort of a bit more athletic a bit, yeah, okay. more, a bit more gifted in that space we're just the tall freaks
1: well you must have got everything <laughs>
0: <To be honest, laughs> you've got a tall, gifted First was, was a model for a while before how I came along
1: um, touching on um, that so you would have had a a little bit of pressure, maybe I don't ask you about this, like pressure-wise growing up, like in the 16s, 18s and that, was everyone kind of focused on, you know, he's a Danaher, he's going to be the future of the you know Essendon Footy Club, if that's who he chooses, because he had a choice out of Sydney and mm. Essendon. Was that something that, like, in the under-18s, 16s the years you had, was it a lot of pressure on you to perform, or were you just like, I'm just having fun, I just really want to kick some goals here, and oh, I know I'll get yeah, picked yeah. up regardless?
0: I mean, at that stage, uh, you know, up until I was sort of 14, 15, 16, I wasn't very that good at footy okay. um, and sort of things that you know I was evolving and getting a little bit better but there was I didn't feel any pressure I was just playing for fun and yeah, yeah. Um, you know to meet new people and then as you progress through the grades and it gets a little bit more intense but a bit more fun yeah. you know you play against better people and that's more challenging and it's you know you keep growing that way but the the Danaher thing you know never really became an issue until I got to the point where I could um, you know got the great opportunity to decide if I could go to Sydney or go to Essendon and um, you know at the time I was I think I was just Oh, I was close to 16, so yep. I was a, bit, a little bit young. So there was no chance I was moving away from my mum um, yeah, at that point. no. I was, Hell you know, no. was like, I was like no. no. She wasn't signing was, off on that. No, no. no, You know, at 15, I was like, well, I'm living <laughs> with mum until I'm 30. Like, <laughs> That's <laughs> just a smart business decision. I can tell you're <laughs> an entrepreneur, like saving
1: money on rent.
0: Yeah, you know, but yeah, seriously, until that point, you know, playing AFL wasn't – it was like a distant goal, but it was you know, it wasn't much of a reality for yeah, me. Yeah. So the, the pressure hadn't started then. So when you say you're no good at 13,
2: 14, 15, I mean, I can only imagine you, you – you were probably twice as tall and big as every other kid going. Was it you couldn't kick or you couldn't mark? I mean, geez, I mean, you you must have been pretty good still at a
1: young age.
0: Yeah, I, I was just—I think I was average. I sort of grew when I was 15, 16, 17 mm. maybe. Um, what are you now? How tall are you now? I think I'm two hundred centimeters, give or take. Mm. Um, T- take a cent or two. I might be shrinking too. I'm starting to get old. <laughs> <a little bit>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's going to come up in here and talk about being old. This is bullshit. Um, Twenty six.
0: Yeah but I mean I just love playing the game as yeah. a kid um, I've said it a few times but you know you just meet so many people so many good cool yeah. people and a lot of the friends that I played junior footy with at, you know 8, 9, 10 they're still my best mates today and yeah. mm. um, you know and now I play for a couple of AFL clubs you just you meet so many people like such a cross section mm. of society um, you know playing this great game and it's just a fantastic opportunity you know you don't yeah. meet many more unique characters in other <laughs> industries I don't think Woody's like, well, just got this like eclectic group of it people is, yeah. mm. if you put it in any other um, workplace it's probably work not going to work some of the this banter <laughs> some of the shit
1: we talk about training Like you might get sacked if like, you don't know anywhere else like. <laughs> like, some of the things that we you get to, Richie oh, no oh offence she. Richie um, so the Android in you, I just want to talk about this because this is kind of a pivotal year like getting drafted and choosing where you're going to go Um. Obviously, your dad played at Sydney and Essendon. In your head, were you thinking, like, okay, so this is my under 18 year. I want to make sure I, have, I put my best foot forward so I can go. They had pick 10, I think, Essendon. Mm. Were, you, were, you, were you thinking about, like, oh, I know, I'm going to have a good year, get drafted or I'm going to get drafted regardless? Well, nah, run so me through a thought w-
0: process around those. I think it was um, – I got an offer from both clubs when I was, like, 15 or 16 to oh. choose then. So they I, had um,
1: a, the, the Essendon have Academy back then? They, the they have the James Hurd Academy, don't yeah, they? Was they that around? Was that? Then, no.
0: So. Um, yeah, I think i will just, turn oh, yeah, just turned 16 when I said I'd choose Essendon. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was pretty young. I was still, I don't know what I was then, year 10, mm. something like that. Um, imagine that. Ma- ma- so yeah, I was just about to say, imagine that, year 10, Looking picking picking the yeah, choice, It was geez. pretty young. Um, Not bad. I mean, it was a big decision to have for hmm. like a, a kid that age. I probably wasn't that mature then. So, hmm. um, to weigh all those things up, and it was definitely the right decision at the time. And, um, yeah, so years 11, you know, I finished year 11 school, then year 12, I... Um, you know, left my formal education at school. Yep. I went to school part time, finished year twelve, and started training at Essence. So oh, so
1: you're doing what old Harry Sharp's doing with us? Mm. Yeah, pretty so much. So he's like, yeah. that, that's tough. Like, he, he, so Harry Sharp, if people don't know, our, our latest draftee, he goes to year twelve all week, and he still trains with us. Does his own program with the A4W sometimes, and with the academy, mm. and he's still rocking up. Like he rocked up in his, in his school kit the other day. I was actually. I did say
0: that yeah. actually. The club put <laughs> up a really nice, nice place for that. Yeah. It's just surreal. But like, how how's
1: it going through year twelve and then still doing that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty challenging. Um, but looking back, I should have been putting more effort into school. But I was just yeah. so pumped to be doing, you know, what yeah. I wanted to do. Um, so it was a bit of a double edged sword there. But yeah. um, you know, I'm proud that I could finish school. Like, uh, it was probably something that um, Mum forced me to do. But uh, looking back, it was a great decision to you know continue that and finish school and. Um, you know, have the fun to go to training and, you know, train you know, next to guys like Joe Watson. Um, and the big Fletch. It's a Fletch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Fletch played with my dad and I was <laughs> playing with Fletch. Like, That's it was, these God things damn. were pretty cool. So, um, you know, being a seven year 17-year-old, hanging out with these sorts of guys was yeah. um, super experienced.
1: Oh, 100%. For going through draft night, so you knew you were going to go to Essendon, did they give you a call the day of
0: or just saying, look, we're going to pick you at 10 no matter what? Yeah, they just said no matter what. We'll you or whatever yeah. it is, if no one bids for you, we'll get you later. But um, someone, <laughs> someone bid it. I don't know who bid it, but anyway, so I had Probably to Brisbane. pick me at ten. Runs, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, runs through that night. Like you would have had a fair mm. bit of family. Everyone does, but you know you're going to get drafted highly. It's pretty cool. Runs yeah. through. Like, did you have a lot of the Danahers over? Was well, it the family
0: thing, or was it just chilling out? The draft was on the Gold Coast, so I had to fly. Oh, they're up. doing that then, because yeah. Yeah. they're like you might be picked ten, so you have to go up and take a photo yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, went up there And we actually had a training camp for us on the Gold Coast too So oh. um, And it was also at the same time That all my friends were at schoolies <laughs> so, um, The Draft club nights Schoolies <laughs> Footy camp yeah. Yeah. The club said you can go to schoolies for one day And what? then go back yeah. to That was the rule I remember camp. Yeah, yeah I remember um, What? So mm. I think the draft was on like the Thursday mm. I trained on the Friday Went to schoolies on the Saturday <laughs> And then was back at training camp on the Sunday um, so that was nice. Hungover you know, on the Sunday? No, nah, I was pretty responsible back then. You know, I suppose you don't want to like put the wrong foot yeah. on. Nah, like, hey guys, I'm day. here.
1: I'm I'm gonna rock up like hungover as. This is <laughs> fine. Was just cool. I think you
0: know to go see your mates carrying on, and you know they were excited that I could go. That's catch a up That's a so huge that weekend. Was, um, that's amazing. They would have party for you no doubt. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah. I think they still do. When
1: you come back home, it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, boys. So, so you get taken by Essendon. What, what, what was some of the some of the advice that dad was able to share with you that night? Because I'm sure, you know, you, you would have had many conversations leading into the draft, but it probably doesn't feel real until your name's called out. I mean, what what was some of the words that dad offered you that night?
0: Yeah, I mean, dad always just took a back seat with my footy. You know, he's just um, happy if I was enjoying it. And I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my dad about actually playing the game of footy. And some people might find that surprising. But, um, you know, I think that he just wants me to go and enjoy it and learn from people, other people, not not from him you mm. know he knows that when you get drafted you get drafted into a system with unbelievable players unbelievable coaches he's um certainly not in a position to be giving me advice when i'm working with people like james heard and Dustin yeah, fletcher and mm. um, joe watson all he wanted me to do was to go and enjoy it and that's still while i'm playing the game at the moment um because i enjoy going and learning and training hard and um and having fun the, we play a game so um it's important that what you're doing you're enjoying and 100%. Um, as soon as the day comes that i stop enjoying it i will um you know pick up the bag and walk out the door and go do something else that i do enjoy um but at the moment it's great fun and um yeah that's pretty much been his advice the whole time and i'll, I'll continue to hold that
1: yeah, that's not, bad, oh, not bad my dad good dad advice <laughs> what, what did dad your like dad d- tell you uh, he said don't fuck up <laughs> 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 Love you, Dad. So 2020. 20, 20, uh, what do you be talking now? So going your first year debuted, 2013 against the mighty Blues. He debuted. The, the tall, yep. skinny Joey Danaher runs out, kicks a couple of snags. They win the game somehow. Don't know what happened, but that's that's huge. That's that's big for you, obviously a debut. Everyone remembers the debut, especially winning in the circle, the Gatorade shower. Yeah, what's the recollection from that game like? Would yeah. have been about ninety some thousand, surely. Yeah,
0: I think it was a big crowd. It would have been probably ninety. Um, I think I got told the day before that I was playing. Ooh, late um, call up. Around yeah, eleven. So I'd sort, of been, so around, I'd sort of been. I'd probably got into the squad maybe a month before. You okay. know. Like I wasn't going that well, but you know, a spot came up and I got in. And um, oh, like you're just looking back, like it was so raw. Yeah. Like I was just a little kid, like <laughs> going out there and playing. Like it was, it was almost embarrassing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's so funny. Like. I think the first time I got near the ball, like Juddy, like just ran past, <laughs> like knocked me out. And I was just like, like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is this sucks." Welcome, like, welcome, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot easier when I was fifteen. Yeah, yeah. but you know those things that just like stick with you forever. And I was touching on like friendships before. At the same time, um, my friend Will Hams, who actually lives yep. in my house in in Melbourne, he was playing his second game and uh, his first win, and my first win, and shared that together. And you know, we're still. Um, best mates today even though we're not playing together so it's just like little things like that are just so important for me and um, you know to get the opportunity to represent um, you know, this in a footy club was something that I dreamt of and to do it against the blues and a big stage was um you know an incredible feeling and something I look back on maybe in thirty years and go, well, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, 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 especially when he debuted against Mitch Robinson too, he had yeah. twelve touches, probably got dropped th- the next week. So And now we're yeah. playing together. Now. I never <laughs> no. thought i played. play. Hey, the yeah, it's a full circle, <laughs> yeah. mate. It's full <laughs> circle. Footy works in wonderful ways. That's yeah, it. Yeah. but
2: but but you go from there, you, you, you have you know, you have that first year to get, you know, equated into the team and then twenty 2014, 2015, 2016, you, you played 22, 21 games a year. Like, you, you don't miss too much footy from memory. Um, but 2017 happens and you just fucking explode. Whoa. Like, it's just, it's just everywhere. You know what I mean? Like Let's
1: run him through what happened in 2017. Well, we, we got we got the Anzac Day medal. Oh. We got the
2: Anzac Day medal. So we'll that, talk about that, that in a second. That would have been about 100,000 there. You, you get the All-Australian nod, of course, at the end of the year, but you win the best and fairest at Essendon. And then, uh, controversially mark of the year is also thrown in there just for just
1: for i just made Googles. that up but yeah could um be.
2: kick 65 goals you know like everyone's now recognizing you as a, as a star of the game but how how do you handle that you know you go from being this potential talent to now a genuine long star long of the long. competition
0: in in 12 months yeah i mean I, I was pretty i'm pretty realistic even now you know i was i was slowly improving from my first year got a little bit better the next year a little bit better the year after and Felt like I was just getting a bit better and feeling a bit more comfortable at the level. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was able to string games together, which was important. Um, you know, backing up seasons and, um, you know, playing consistent games helps you. Um, but in, in hindsight, you know, I probably wasn't playing as consistent footy as I would have liked. I was sort of up and down and sort of being a bit of that, um, you know, the player that could play really well but um, couldn't do it each week and couldn't, you know, continually back up as consistently as I would have liked. And um the stage of the footy club was at we were coming back from a pretty you know serious setbacks in yeah. terms of suspensions mm. and players are coming back in and we had um you know incredible list at that time and a and a really strong team but we just didn't have the season's backing up to compete with the best sides so i thought we were um you know pretty talented which obviously helped being f- playing in the forward line but um yeah i was probably a little bit similar to the whole team we just um, inconsistently um, able to um, back up week in week in week out, and um, yeah, I probably showed at the end of the year uh, finishing probably middle of the road, mm. s- scraping the finals. And mm. um, you know, if we had a bit of luck in the seasons prior with our consistency, um, you look back and go, well, maybe was that a top four side that you know should have been going a little bit better, but uh, wasn't to be. And you take learnings out of that, and hopefully, um, you know, those growths uh, hold me in good stead moving forward, and I can. Uh, you know, add a little bit of the Brisbane Lions in the future. Easy money. Um, th- you touched
1: on a little bit of, like, the suspensions and like kind of stuff. I wasn't really going to ask about the, the drug saga and all that. Were you, th- were you there during those years? Like, what was the time frame of that?
0: Yeah, so I was I was at the footy club in those years. Um, I wasn't on the list when, um, uh, all when it down. all happened, so I wasn't part of the suspended players. But, yeah, we played in 2016 with essentially, you know, half the squad not yeah. there. We yeah. had a um, number of top-up players, so...
1: Yeah, some So really finding consistency out of that, like mm. the, you're talking about how important mm. it is. Like how are you meant to like mm. find the, the consistency to play well every week when you players coming in who just played VFL, that's the highest level of mm. played at. Um, just ring ins that come in and get drafted a few like um, players that might have been delisted a bit, you know, pick back up. How does that play on you like with along those lines of geez, like, how am I meant to play my best footy right now when I don't have the best delivery? But then 2017, when it you know, starts easing back off, you're like, well, that's probably what was going on. Or was it more so, I was, I'm still learning the game myself?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was definitely still learning the game. And, um, you know, 2016 was... It could have been an absolutely horrible year for the footy club, you know. It could have really um, sunk the ship of the footy club. But there were some really good people and we had John Morsevold come in mm. that year and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just steadied the ship incredibly. And we had a number of players there. Like, we had... I think Zach Merritt was our vice captain. He was twenty years old. Or yeah, something. he's like a baby it was man. It's yeah, like nice. crazy, but we um, were able to play some some football and actually um, grow a, a bit of a connection and um, you know some find some talent, which uh, was really exciting and actually got us through the year okay without the, mm-hmm. the whole place you know the four walls coming down, which was takes a lot of credit for um, you know for some people and especially John to be able to you know keep the place together in, in a um, really trying circumstances there and um, you know that's what I was sort of alluding to with 2017 is sort of everyone sort of came back in and we had all this great talent and fit guys and um, but we just didn't have that continuity to actually you know hold up in a professional environment so um, that's what made 2017 uh, you know a challenging year in terms of um, you know connection on the ground but we just had enough good players that we could compete.
1: Yeah 100%.
2: Yeah, so you, you, you go into um, I suppose that off season with you know a level of confidence, knowing that you, you were able to I suppose find a, a next stage in, in your development.
1: Well, everyone would have been thinking like, this guy's the next next biggest thing, right? Like, yeah. like he's well, finally starting to like show what he's worth. Um, yeah. All those accolades,
2: mm. and, and it's not even just twenty seventeen, as you said. You were improving year on year. You mm. were at playing consistent footy. Um, you know, for for three consecutive years into that. You go into that off-season and is it the calf that, that hampers you at the start I'll of start the pubis? So, yeah, I
0: finished that year and I, I was pretty tired at the end of the year but um, yeah, had some reasonably sore mm. groins yeah. um, but not too dissimilar to you know, what most guys deal with in the AFL and had a delayed pre-season. I hadn't really done a pre-season for three or four years before, sort yeah. of just getting up, playing the season, yeah, rest yeah. and recover and get back and play a season. Um so, yeah, start of the year with some sore groins and then... And, and you knew something was off. Like, you, you yeah. must have known in your own Because groins movement, is gonna uh, don't come from nowhere. It, it nah. could be
1: like it could be like a simple thing like um, running too much during the year, mm-hmm. a weights program you're mm-hmm. on. It could be anything of those
0: things. Like, yeah. OP so is
1: yeah. like the last thing. They th-
0: like, mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, maybe just, you know, hips as well. It could yeah. be anything, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I was a bit the same, like, um, you know, sore, but it wasn't too bad. You know, mm-hmm. you could get out and play and have a run. And, but then um, early in that year, I don't know what game it was, I had a, a compact injury on my groin um, over in Perth um, and that sort of just blew everything up. And mm. um, So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty sore after that. And um, I was pretty clever at the time, sort of just said, like, oh, they're a little bit sore but not too bad and mm. then kept playing for another seven weeks and to the point where I couldn't <laughs> play anymore. That's a yeah. footy's um, mentality. Those yeah. And then, um, yeah, at that point I knew that um, I was a little bit sore and was probably looking at taking a bit of time out. But, you know, I sort of looked back and go, all right, well, played whatever it was, nearly 100 games in a row. Played 100th that year. Yeah, Yeah, I sort of felt like, you know, missing six or eight weeks, it's not the end of the world. And then uh, that six or eight weeks turned into... Almost three seasons, pretty quickly, and um, so that was, so, the, was so that
1: was kind of the beginning of like the beginning of the beginning of the. Fuck <laughs> 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 no, he doesn't mean that line. About, <laughs> about to get like, started. Esson's like like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, so that was kind of like because you played the first I don't know what was it nine mm. or seven games that's straight, games, and then yeah. you're like, okay, I might just pull up now. It's getting a bit sore. Yeah. Um, played your hundredth game against Hawthorn. Um, that was your last one for that year, and yep. that's kind of what started the next. You know. The, the injury-riddled seasons, I guess, because was there something at the end of the... Was it, were they the club or the docs like, oh, you might have to get the surgery on, like, it's going to yeah, be a yeah, long yeah. process. Like, what... In your head, like, no one likes missing games. and nah. And rehab's a shit of a thing. Like, yeah, it's, not it's not the not best. No. Yeah,
0: I mean, rehab is just like... It's... The absolute last thing you want to do in this job—it's hundred percent. It's, it's, like, it's mm. way harder than playing, but you get absolutely no reward. Yeah, mm. and you know nine you're times there more than other boys. Yeah, you're <laughs> there <laughs> than you're there
1: more than the other boys as well. You're doing extras like that many off-leg sessions, like bike, boxing, yeah, the the running machine, the G G uh, what's uh, it called? Uh, um, uh, Alter oh. G. Alter nerd. Alter G. Alter G. You know? <laughs> Alter-G, <laughs> Alter-G. 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 So you're doing so much work, so. You only played seven games that year. Yep. Then you go into 2019. Was it lingering over that off season, preseason,
0: or was it just like? Oh. Yeah, it was there like the, pretty much the whole time, and then. Were you worried? Uh, yeah, not that's really. That's a long. Because, like, yeah, it was long, but I knew it was going to be long because mm. you know it just felt that way. Um, yeah, and then built up, and you know, could get to like 70% training. Yeah. So I was like, oh, ticking yeah, little box along the way. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I can play at 70%. Like, yeah. well, no one, one plays start. at 100%. Mm. Let's be exactly. honest. Exactly, and then. Um, and then I had a calf injury just because it had such a long layoff running and that sort of stuff. And then the groin stuff came, like, got back and got worse. And, um, you know, it's just all these normal groin things that you get. You lose a bit of pace. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a bit of pain. Um, and then I was just like, yeah, she's no good. So we... Um, <laughs> you yeah, played
1: four games in 2019. Yeah,
0: played four games. But, yeah, I felt I felt okay-ish in those games. But... Um, you know, when you're just coming from no base and, yeah, and you're not yeah. fit and yeah, in a bit of pain, body. you know, AFL's is pretty hard as it is, even when you're flying. So yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't really having any impact. wasn't helping the team. So um, I had to say, well, I got to actually get these right, otherwise mm. she might be um, might be curtain. So mm. um, yeah, we took the approach, had some surgery, um, long long layoff, worked with some pretty incredible people, and then yeah, what was it, another twelve. 14 months of rehabbing and stuff like mm. that, um, got to the point where I started to feel pretty good and started to build up slow and, um, you know, played a few games in 2020 last year at the back end, mm. it would have been nice to be able to, um, you know, get back in the side a little bit earlier and actually have a bit of impact yeah, yeah. in, you know, a trying year but wasn't to be and I was able to scrape a couple games in but, um, yeah, I was probably started to feel good maybe three or four weeks after the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, got some training in, and uh, yeah, now I'm um, I'm feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah, so go back to 2019. That's like obviously the year where you know, the media blew up about you. Um, you know, you're injured. I don't know where your headspace was at, in, like, internally when you're going through all that stuff. And then it's obviously well documented. that You caught up with Sydney. It was a halfway through the year. It was a We'll Talk about that, but before that, was it like it's oh, you know, I might catch up with Tom Harley, who's um Sydney's GM or was he the recruiter at the time? CEO, I
0: think it was new CEO. At the oh, okay, mm. like how,
1: how did you feel, um, when you went and caught up with him and then just blew up? Did you expect that it was going to blow up when he caught up with Sydney? Like catching up because no one's really no. done it. Well, people do obviously do mm. it, like yeah. let's, let's not be let's not be mm. dumb here, like, it everyone, happens all the time. People catch up with teams. Many times a year, like it does yeah. not matter where it is, but obviously, you know, big name player, injured, come up for like twenty seventeen, everyone wants to see that bloke again. Mm. Run us through catching up with Sydney midway through the year or whenever it was, yeah. and, and what what happened, and did you expect it to go, you know, that yeah. viral?
0: No, well, I didn't really, but I, d- I suppose that for me, I didn't really see the viral nature of blowing up. You know, I just wasn't taking much of an interest in. Yeah, I don't read much of the newspaper and yeah, stuff. You got so no really socials, really do you? No, I don't really. feel I'm trying feel to tag in shit. You don't have anything. <laughs> I don't really feel that. So. Um, it's a little bit hard for me to comment on that, but, you know, I had a personal relationship with Tom, so I gave him a call to see if we could catch up, and, I mean, I wanted to talk about his growth from being a player and moving out of the industry, and then, you know, like he was CEO of the footy club in, I don't know, five, mm. six years, which is just like... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy, and so... Um, and there's the AIS, wasn't there? Like that's Yeah, yeah. so he was my mentor in AIS, and mm. so we caught up and had, you know, brilliant discussion about, you know, how I could... Do things in life, and um, you know what I needed to do to progress in my off field and stuff like that. And that sort of just uh, someone obviously saw me with him, and you know, blew up about me going mm. to Sydney. And at that point, I was like, I'm not going to go to Sydney. Awesome. Oh, <laughs>
1: so Tom was even talking about, look, come up to Sydney. No, nah, we'll he wasn't. We'll like get me. you <laughs> back on track, <laughs> mate. We'll get you up here selling the dream. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it would have been funny if like people had the conversation. There wasn't even any <laughs> chat of footy or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so we had a you know personal relationship, and then it, as the year sort of kept unfolding. I wasn't getting too many wins with the body and the on-field stuff. So, um, you know, I started to think about a change and change of environment. Would that sort of help, you know, the injury? Would it help, you know, the mental state of performing and playing AFL? So all those sort of things to creep into my mind and then, um, you know, doing a little bit of reflecting. I was like, you know, I had the choice to go to Sydney when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. You know, close to the end of the season. And I was like, mm, all right, maybe that's the best fit. And sort of I did a bit of research in my head on what you know that could look sort look of look off. like and if it was feasible and um yeah essentially rang my manager at some stage uh i don't even know when it was you know real late in the year and said mate i'm thinking of this and he's like what yeah like, mm. what, you, what so and there is like, legs to this obviously. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah hang on i just like. shut all this down what are you doing <laughs> to me now bro i was like no nah, <laughs> it's actually not connected but yeah. anyway and then he's like oh that's weird so he's like just have a think about it and i just had to think about it for a few more weeks and i was like yeah this this feels like the right fit for right now and um yeah, went out and you know asked for it and um you know Essen were you know fantastic in how we dealt it was a really open yep. discussion they're like well it's probably not going to happen and i was like well you know the old if you don't you don't get it if you don't ask so yeah i asked i said you know can you make this happen they're like all right well if we get something that we think's fair we'll make it happen for you and i was like all right perfect and um i was overseas at the time they didn't get something that they thought was fair and we said let's knuckle down for the season mm-hmm. um yeah, and as I touched on before, it was unfortunate that 2020 I couldn't actually get out there and have a proper impact for the club because that yeah. would have been, been nice and would have been nice to play some finals footy, but it um, didn't turn out to be a great year for us.
2: Yeah. So did that make the trade period a little bit easier for both sides, given the fact that that was the starting position, as you said? You know, you're open to, to a move if, if the club could facilitate it. Um, but given the fact that you were pretty transparent with each other, you know,
0: coming back,
2: there, w- there, was no real awkwardness. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt completely fine rolling back into the club. I'm not, you know, obviously some people might not have been thrilled, might not have been happy. Um, you know, some teammates might not have been happy, but you know, you can only do as um, as well as you go in and train. And you know, I felt like I was going in and putting in everything I could have. No. Um, you know, it's unfortunate I wasn't getting benefit of that. You know, I wasn't getting visual, um, you know, support for the guys. Being yeah. like, oh, I'm out here kicking goals for you yeah. guys. I'm actually committed. Like, you I want to be here. Like yeah, I was. There, I was training. You know, reasonably hard to try and get out there, but yeah. it just wasn't happening for me, which is, which was a bit unlucky. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I'm very lucky with the people that were at the Essen Football Club at the time. You know, our GMs. Uh, I was very close with our CEO, and still M Xavier Campbell. And you know, so I would catch up with him mm. so often. I mean discuss how I was going, how I was tracking, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that there's those people like that at the Essendon Football Club that, you know, I'll be able to have a relationship with, um, you know, well and truly into the future. Because yeah. the footy club's in your
2: blood. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, regardless of whether, you know, you're, you're with Essendon now or not, I mean, Essendon's always going to be there, you know, for the rest of your, for your career, just given the connection to, to
0: family. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very fortunate that... My family's been able to play a big part in the Esmond Football Club and, you know, I tried to do my best for the Esmond Football Club while I was Mm -hmm. there and um, while I was at the footy club, we probably didn't have the most luck. You know, Mm. we had a lot of external factors that sort of got in the way. Um, You know, I didn't have much luck with getting out on the paddock but, um, you know, I certainly gave uh, everything I could uh, while I was there and, um, you know, they pretty much... I was pretty much there every day since I was a 14-year-old kid so, um, you know, a lot of the habits and uh, values and the way I see things were sort of stemmed from... Um, you know, the leaders around that place at the time. And, um, yeah, just so fortunate to work with some incredible people. And you see those incredible people in really trying times. And mm-hmm. in football perspective, we had some, like, seriously trying mm. times. Yeah. Um, so to see some people, you know, really flourish as leaders was just, you know, something incredible to see.
1: Yeah, so your way on holidays, obviously that trade period didn't go down. Sydney had picked 525 um, the conversations would have been, look, yeah, you know, I'd love to get traded if we can if we can do it, we can do it. If we can't, like I'll come back and you know, give you everything I've got. Mm. When was the the time where you know Essen, like, look, mate, this is not gonna happen. You just come, when you come back, just was there a meeting when he got back with the club and with the players? Like, look, look, boys, I'm back. Because no one really knows what happens. Like, they just say, Oh, the player's gonna be so resentful of him. How dare he ask for a trade and then that doesn't happen. Like, players are doing it every year now, like um the Sydney uh, the small oh forward Papley um, P- Papley, Papley yeah. That didn't yeah. happen for him Like he goes mm. back Has a great year yeah. And Fantasia was oh. in the same boat Yeah Razi was the same yeah. thing yeah. So yeah. obviously externally The media's going crazy with this Like blowing it up As much as they can go But was it a time and point Where it's like Look it's not going to happen Just come back And we'll just sort it out When he gets back Would
0: Yeah like, I think I was in I was in Spain at the time So I haven't like You know it's hard not To enjoy yourself in Spain The <laughs> beautiful <years laughs> just, like just a chilling time. Like yeah whatever I'll be, I'll be back here I'll be back, I'll be back <laughs> in December And so like the time difference There is like you know It's almost polar opposite So yeah um, yeah, I didn't have much comms, you know, I was speaking to the footy club every now and then, like, Essendon were probably giving me more update than um, I was getting out of, you know. The 20s camp. 20s and uh, manager and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, when it got really late, they just called me and said, look, like, it's definitely not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be at Essendon next year. You know, have, a, you know, sit with it for a couple of days and then we'll we'll get back and have some conversations. Yeah. And then I ended up catching up with the GM um, overseas. Um, we well, he's just like...
1: Essendon just flown, flown oh, to Spain, like, <laughs> no, on <okay, laughs> <No>, the <laughs> way back. Let's have, up let's, up let's have a couple of big nights up here and let's party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I met our GM in Singapore. He was, you know, having a bit of a holiday. So I caught up with him on yeah. my flight back, which wasn't a bad thing to do. It's a long flight back mm. from Europe to Australia, 100%, so bro. break it up for a couple <laughs> yeah. of days. So that was really good. And then all um, expenses paid. Yeah, got back into in, into Melbourne and uh, was pretty much straight back to the club. And yeah. um, you know, I was still firmly in rehab at that point. Yep, um, yep. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like get Back and hit the ground running, you know, like it would have been great too. But, um, yeah, got back, and you know, all the boys were, were fantastic. And, um, yeah, we just tried to get down to work as best we could. And, um, yeah, you can beat it up and look at it from the outside, but once you know what footy clubs that's like, what once you're on the yeah, inside, exactly. like it's, it's so easy. You you're just, one of the boys, man. Like, yeah. it doesn't,
1: so, that, like, you don't just lose the respect for someone overnight. Like, it's just like that's his decision. It's a, it's an industry, like like everyone thinks like players asking for trade is like blasphemy Mm. but like clubs can get rid of you in a heartbeat Mm. and it's like oh that's a a good Mm. decision to make but like a player does it it's you know it's the wrong way to go about it but yeah, it happens all the time and players like literally come back in the club and you're still part of the brotherhood you don't leave it like Mm. as you were saying you make connections you got friends for life it's not like oh he wants to go to Sydney probably like I've got a new place. Like, what's no, there's nothing wrong with that, Miles. But obviously, yeah. the media's like, he doesn't want to be there. The injury's mm. not real. He's
0: just yeah. sitting out. But there's all like, there's obviously different factors too. If someone's leaving because they want like ten more thousand dollars. If it was like ten k, <laughs> I'd be
1: like, uh, I'd be like, Lockie, can you just yeah. <laughs> just pay this guy a little bit more?
0: And you know, there's different things. You know, if guys are leaving because they, you know lots of different reasons that yeah. we go home go home go factor to, you know, yeah. do all these things so I guess that's why people couldn't
1: you know, wrap their heads around because Sydney's not home for you yeah. so why is he going over there But so 2020 um, is it still the groin and the calf or is it yeah. just like a mixture of so yeah it was
0: just it was, it was pretty much groin and then you know trying to get back and yeah, get yeah. up and you know, the calf went like pretty, I think I did my calf like the first week we moved up into the hub. So I was like, oh, heck loving it, the, a, uh, living geez. a dream. We we're actually still in quarantine too, so it was like you, had oh, so this, you can't even do you it. She like you calf raises <laughs> on the bed, <laughs> <So> Rehab in <laughs> quarantine. Yeah, yeah, run us
1: through 2020 season because obviously, um, really, it's not a factor in your football career um, mm-hmm. in terms of like you're in the hub. It's kind of like a bit like what's happening with AFL this year. Yep. Like we had that big break and then we came back. So. There wouldn't have been too much pressure on you to get you back out. That would have been thinking, like, this is getting settled, getting back for uh, later at the end of the year and then go from there. Come back four games and then do you re injure yourself or you just – what happens yeah, there? Because you come played back and you, games, you play well, man. No. Like, I was a fan mm. watching that game. I was like, mm. fuck, Joey looks that good. Oh, he hasn't missed like a beat. Kicked, like, seven <laughs> goals before. Oh. And so I was thinking, like, "This is it's pretty cool to see him. Mm. Like, it was a special moment mm. to see come back after all that time off and all the – Adversely we have to go through with the media pressure and everyone in your ear about that. But run us through um, the 2020 season, the hub, and, you know, playing games and coming.
0: Yeah, I think it was challenging because I sort of missed, yeah, well, what I said before, like almost Lots. three seasons sort of thing. So I was like, well, if you miss four, you sort of, you're in a bit of strife, to, you know. A few to questions think about, start popping up. Yeah, sort of thinking, well... Missed four years, I'm probably not risking missing five, yeah, and that's yeah, sort yeah. of probably curtains on the career. So, I'm starting to sort of get into that headspace about
1: and that's a shame. Yeah, man, if like it doesn't work
0: this year, maybe it, maybe it might be it. So, that was sort of what we we're thinking at the footy club. Um, and then we just set up a program to sort of give me the best chance of um, taking the time I needed to get physically right to yeah. have a chance of you know continuing my career because at that point, it was sort of like, well, you know am I actually going to be able to get back yeah, and yeah. play at a decent level? Yeah. Um, and then, so we did that and in my head I was like, yeah, I'll probably miss the first half of the year. It's going to take this much time. I was working with some incredible people who, you know, I'm sure I'll thank um, down the track for all the hard work they put into, into my career. But I was like, well, if I can get back, you know, in the second half of the year, the boys are flying. Mm. I might be able to, you know, sneak it's in for a, a final. Yeah. And who knows what can happen. But um, it wasn't going to plan and then, you started, like, because the games got condensed. Yeah, so like in The four games so are like quick. 20 days
1: Probably like, hang on, that's half the season. I was gone. like, I was like oh, I'm going to get like 12
0: or 13 <laughs> games here. And then they started playing games every three days and <laughs> like seven like, games oh. are gone. Oh, no, I might play two games I was like, oh, my God. And then yeah. it got to the point, I was like, am I going to play at all? And yeah, then, yeah. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get the last four or five in or whatever. Mm. So that was good fun. But, yeah, we, as I said before, we weren't flying. We weren't in a position to, to really contend in the, the push, year. Yeah. So it was sort of like, all right, what can I do to – you know, get a bit of spark back in the game, see if I can still actually do this caper and yep. do it properly. And, um, you know, I was probably – I wasn't in a fit enough position to be playing league footy at that time just because, you know, where I'd come yeah, from. Yeah, like the base you had. Um, yeah, so I was just – you know, the goal was to go out there, do the best I could for the team and try and have as much fun as possible and see where that left me at the end of the year. And still at that point it was get through the year and then we'll see what happens after. And mm. I think that's the um, – the best way to approach it, you can't look too far forward in this game because, um, you know, you can sort of blink and, and miss three years of the <laughs> <footier>. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was here just uh, accepting my uh, mark of the year and then bang, <laughs> 20, 20 and a half. what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously the Brizzy fans, when we first found out that the trade was pent- like even a th- possibility, I was like, what the – we're getting like, – I was just like, literally talking about him um, – in the games he played I think it was mm. Adelaide or Port Adelaide he so played someone and kicked four goals or something mm. is that one of them we
0: played who did you ha- kick four,
1: four, five, or something like that against
0: we played Hawthorne in Adelaide oh okay yeah. so he so played 2020. Hawthorne over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: 2020 um, I was like yeah he's going to be like genuine star this would be amazing to see him uh, up here but run us through I the chats I was asking you I was like you, I, have honestly, I, th- chance, I uh, might have to get the footage up because <laughs> we are actually talking about it one game uh, one episode um you mentioned at the very start, we'll talk about it more in depth now, but like the catch-up with Fags and obviously his attachment to Neil Danaher, who um, we haven't really talked about too much about Neil, but we will soon. Um, how did that all go down? Was it like, he hit your manager up, all the, the Brisbane lines were like, oh, we might be a getter here. Was it? Yeah, I, don't, I
0: don't really know what was going on behind closed doors. I mean, um, yeah, I had a chat with Swanee and he sort of said I like... I love Swanee. He sort of said, uh, after, uh, I don't know what it was, 2019 or whatever, they're like, oh, we'll see how it goes when he comes out of contract. And, like, I had no idea. I don't even yeah. think my manager knew this. And um, and then, yeah, I think you know they must have got hold of my manager at some stage late in the year. And um, my manager sent me Fag's number. Mm-hmm. And I did nothing with it for a couple of weeks. I was just trying to play for Yeah. And then I th- he sent me Nose's number. And I was just like, oh, just... So yeah we go here, I'll just let it go and then
1: So that was like the latter end of the year? Yeah, this was real late.
0: And I was just like, well, let's just Just wait come back. Just let me just let me just breathe, bro. Let me breathe. Come on, boys. Unless you're offering yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then um yeah, so I had a few chats with them and um yeah, I just felt really comfortable chatting with, you know, especially Nose, who I just spoke with first which just sort of giving me a bit of background on the footy yeah, club. Yeah. I didn't know anyone at Brisbane, yeah, not yeah. one person. Yep. Um, I knew Peter Blanche as a physio because he was a Essendon for a year. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, Shout but out Blanche. I probably wasn't going to give Blanche a call and be like, hey, what's the <laughs> footy club? <laughs> but that could have
1: been a factor too because Blanche, obviously he's a medical guru who's, you know, we're, we're all renowned for getting blokes on the park. Mm. Was, was that might have been a factor though, right? Like, oh, I know Blanche, yeah. I know how he works.
0: But I like, lo- obviously, you know, I, lo- I love Blanche because he's quirky and yeah, I love quirky people yeah, yeah. yeah, in yeah. footy clubs. But um, at that point I was like, I had a really good team I was working with him. Yeah, Melbourne, and um, so I felt pretty comfortable yeah, from okay. an injury perspective. Um, I was like, "No, nah, i will be sweet from now on." Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, chatted with Nob. He gave me a bit of lowdown on what they're trying to do at the Footy Club. Um, you know how they're progressing in the last few years, and then chatted with Fags. And I don't think Fags asked me a question about Footy. We're just having a good yarn, and I love um, that. He's just like, "Yeah, all right, we'll see how we go." And then I gave him a call back a couple of weeks later, and um, progressed from there. And then it started to feel really comfortable. I could sort of visualise how. Uh, it might, you know, fit Fitting in the team. and how, how it would be, um, you know, I could I could make something out of it and then, um, yeah, push game to shove, I had to make a decision. Um,
1: how, did, how did that go down? Like, obviously, like, it's a big move, man, like, yeah. from Melbourne to up here, like, I didn't really have a, I had a little bit of a choice, but getting flicked from Cole and then, like, Richmond threw a contract late and then I came up to Brisbane, like, obviously through Swanee as well, who vouched for me. It was a big move, like, that... Like the factor of how they're going to go, will I fit in, uh, will it be external pressure on me mm. to play well now that I'm up here in training, uh, my body's feeling good again. Um, how, how was the decision actually finalised in your head? Were you like, okay, yeah, sweet, let's just do this. Like, like it, it was obviously got a partner simple. you would have spoke to as well. It was
0: like, yeah, I mean, it was just, you just weigh up everything. There's yeah. so much to, to weigh up. You're like trying to visualise, all right, what's life going to look like in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best thing for me right now? You know, you put all those things into perspective and there's yeah. no point diving into it i don't think i need to <laughs> dive into <laughs> it. <like a> <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i need to go into everything that made the decision what yeah, it was yeah, yeah. but um there was you know an intuition and it felt right and so yeah. you, you go with your gut sometimes and um you know it was the best decision for me at that time and you know there you go C- yeah. can you can you talk about
2: the melbourne bubble um, because I, I suppose a lot of people don't actually grasp when when people I suppose, mentioned that it can be really difficult living in Melbourne because of the intense scrutiny and just the culture and, you know, footy's a religion for, for so many people down there. I mean, how did you how did you cope with the footy bubble? And you can kind of, I suppose, in, in the recent months that you've been here, compare the, the two sort of lifestyles, but h- how did you find the, 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 the footy Melbourne bubble? Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, footy's huge in Melbourne. It's a big part of, um, you know, it's a big part of the state and Victoria and how important it is to so many people. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't mind it too much at all. I think there's a bit of a misconception that I just hate all these sort of things and um, that begins to become a narrative and then that you know, flows on and that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what um, we run with. Yeah. That's why I started you know, this podcast. I, <laughs> uh, the media is just so important for the game of footy, you know, to to spread it as far as it can go in Australia, to expose people to the game and just to create great stories. And, you know, if I was running media companies, I'd probably write a few more positive ones to beef up the game and make it look a little bit better. But... Um, you know, the way that media is portrayed of AFL in Melbourne especially is just so important for the game. Mm. You know, like it has mm. such a big impact on the game and you know, it's starting to happen in Brisbane a little bit more, like yeah, you actually see You see like a Sharon in the paper, like in the yeah. corner, but like soon that'll be two <laughs> Sharons yeah. and then like yep. um you know, the, the more it spreads across the country, I think the better it is for the game and mm. um so the media play a pivotal role in yeah. that and and in Melbourne, they do it really well. Um, and so hopefully, um, you know, if we're going to continue to grow the game and if there's ever going to be a team in Tassie and mm. Come on, man. Now you're speaking <laughs> my language. <laughs> and hopefully you want to go down there with me, bro? Yeah, 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 not my I'll language. coach. <laughs> play coach, C... Player coach, I'm happy to coach the NT team when they come in <laughs> and go <laughs> fishing and... they would actually be living the life up there, man. Um, no, nah, but we need this game to grow, you know. Yeah. We need to expose it to every corner yeah, of yeah. the country. Mm. Um, and we need the media to do that. So... Yeah you know, we need Facebook to get back on board with those. Yeah, shout oh, out Facebook. <laughs> I don't even know if this is gonna be seen on Facebook yeah, the way yeah. things are going. I was yeah. gonna post it on yeah. there, but
2: thank
1: you very much. <laughs> yeah. So you up in Brisbane, got your house on the north side. H- how's the life treating you up here? Um, body feeling good? You haven't missed the actual session. I don't think the bo- I don't think you've even rested you yet. Like, how- how's your body feeling for all the supporters and stuff um, at the moment? You come up here and from day one you got up to Brisbane. You were training with those group of boys three times a week, doing your weight sessions. How's the body feeling um, up here and how's settling into the the, the the Brisbane lifestyle?
0: Yeah, it's been really good. I've um I've been thoroughly enjoyed the change. Yeah. Um and footy's obviously a little bit more enjoyable when you're training hard and um you know working on a collective goal with a group of guys, you know, it's a lot more fun than um going to the club and doing hours of weights and rower and bike and these sorts of things. So yeah. um from that that point has been really good. Um, traffic's great in Brizzy, we touched on that. <laughs> um, pretty easy to get around, sunshine and so it's good. Yeah, um, an hour up the coast and hour down the coast is some pretty You've you been getting around, or yeah, you've you been got a little bit around, yeah, it's been good. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think I'll enjoy that lifestyle a little bit too. And, um, you know, hopefully when all this crazy COVID world's gone, I can go back to Melbourne and chill out yeah. and come back. And, um, you know, it's Two-hour flight. Sometimes, you know, when I was living in Dalesford, sometimes yeah. you might uh, drive two hours. <laughs> 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 so it's um, yeah, it's not like I'm on the other side of the world. Is it true
2: someone said to you
0: that Brisbane's full of beaches? Is that is that is that right? Yeah, that's right? the first no, thing. Is that there's, is that no, a there's no, there's <laughs> no truth to that. But I do know a lot of people that moved up here. Like, where's the beach? Right.
1: If you were wondering, uh, guys, the first thing he said when he got goes "Where the fuck is the beach at?" I thought you promised me the world. At, what the hell is this Thanks. main man thing in Southbank? <laughs> Southbank. <Thanks. laughs> I love Southbank. Yeah, the Southbank's actually really nice. Um, run us through off-field, mate. Like um, Many people probably wouldn't know what you do off-field. Did like, you, you just study all the way through? You've done anything outside of footy? We will touch on this fantastic little parallel drop. Um, run us through what do you do off-field, man.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, yeah, we're very lucky that uh, we have time in our schedule to be able to do other things and other learnings, and um, I haven't done any study as yet, but... Yeah, obviously started a business, um, Noble Boy Group, um, which is a little beer company with a a few lovely friends of mine and started off as a bit of a gag but um, slowly turned into a uh, lovely educational experience on how to run (laughs) a business. (laughs) Starting a beer (laughs) run, at the start of a gag.
1: I want a little bit more (laughs) depth than that.
0: Uh, Yeah, so the uh, Fitzroy... Um, bubble yeah. in Melbourne, it's a yep. very eclectic sort of suburb yep. and beautiful place to hang out and there's a couple of lovely pubs there, yeah, uh, yeah. the Nabia Hotel is one that um, I spent a bit of time at, shout out. Um, yeah a little bit of shout out there and um, yeah over a, over a few beers, a few too many beers we decided <laughs> to create our own <laughs> and uh, I've got it, <laughs> <laughs> you always come yeah. up with great ideas <laughs> <laughs> at that time, you used to have to write it down though, you used to get it out and so yeah we actually committed to it and did yeah. it, um, that's awesome and that was, oh, no, I that was four years, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, how's it doing? Where, where can
1: you get them? Like, can you get them up here? or No, so nah,
0: I can't get them up here yet. But uh, if any Brizzy pubs are, uh, <laughs> are on the search, out are on the search for any beer. I've
1: got one ready to go for the to plow in. I'll talk to you guys yeah. after.
0: Robbo is uh, probably one of our finest Brisbane customers. I've, uh, I've <laughs> had a few. Uh,
1: the thing is, when he did come up here, you brought him to a Berry's house. We had a few drinks of berries, <laughs> and uh, these things went down pretty well in a beer
0: bong, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But no, so you obviously got that going. Is, yeah. there, is there much
1: much else that's um, on the Danaher radar?
0: Yeah, so that's just putting along. Um, also working for a, another company called Everyman, which is a sort of men's emotional literacy company to help oh, teach nice. guys how to um, you know express their emotions a little bit better and something is that I really enjoy. Does that um, come from something personal or is that just... No, nah, I mean, a friend got me into it um, a few years ago and I just started practising um, in their group and um, yeah, and then eventually got involved in the company. It's an American company that... Just uh, starting to get the wheels rolling in Australia, so in a um, in a non-COVID world, we'll probably get that get that moving a little bit more. But so, how do people find um, out about that? Will that be like that an online thing? Yeah, or they can just jump on everyman.com. Um, e V R Y there uh, you go. So I'll
1: pull it up here. It'll be in the link in the description too. So I yeah, got you. So got that's you. Uh,
0: that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, start uni on Monday. Ooh, oh, damn. dude, this so guy is a Harris wannabe, man. Oh wow, um, so so Harris
1: sure. drops that uni bomb every <laughs>
0: time I talk to him. I haven't written over like a hundred words in about <laughs> eight years. Oh, so, <laughs> so what's that? What's the course? What are we doing? Uh, I'm doing my MBA. So. Nice. Um, that's going to be uh, – it's certainly going to be challenging, but it's something I'm really looking forward to. So we'll see how we go. But, um, yeah, it's going to take up some study hours, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these things are important to do, to have a, a bit of a life outside football, to allow you to come to the club and actually, you know, put your heart and soul into it and then be able to bugger off and um, go get educated somewhere else.
1: 100%. Oh, damn. I was going to talk about – because obviously this is a Fitzroy drink. You've, you really look like a, a Brunswick person to me, like a little bit of a hipster the moustache – you got the tattoos. How many tattoos? Like, people don't know, understand how many tattoos? Like, are they freshies, like, on the legs? Like, where does like, this come from? Like, the moustache and tattoos is, is your your thing, or...?
0: i got a couple of tattoos, just a couple of little baby Icked ones. Inked up. inked. <laughs> it's more just to, like... I'm uh, not like you, man. Just to... These <laughs> to
1: are tough stickers, though. I look 10% tougher than <laughs> either.
0: <these>. More <laughs> Just to, you know, get a feel of what it feels like to have a tattoo and yeah, just, yeah. You know, not be too loud. Um. The moustache is just trying to cover up my teeth because Chief knocked it out. I (laughs) I was going to allude to that.
1: Everyone like I I put it on Instagram about like oh any questions for the great Joey Danaher, and I reckon about fifty of them like where the moustache come from is a moustache. Who's what was the reasoning behind it? Like I I love it. Yeah. Can it get bigger?
0: That's my question. No, it's given all it can give. Is that it? Yeah. I could get like a little like handlebars. Yeah. Gross. Gross. So yeah. No, I just need this just to cover my poor old fangs that got a. Bit of a whack It's just funny how the, the <laughs>
1: just Everyone meets somewhere And just the world universe Just goes around and around Interconnected Yeah so but that's pretty much it mate Have you got anything for him? No
2: no I mean I'm, I'm Taking that That beer <laughs> I don't know whether anyway. If I wasn't playing it. tomorrow I'd be
1: sculling that For the camera I bet you like Because you know Everyone listens to it uh, Probably our uh, new GM Danny Daly would have watched And goes mate Aren't you meant to be Just coming back from a car? <laughs> yeah mate but no honestly no, thank you boy. thank you so much for um giving your time today we know um it's pretty expensive to get you on the podcast and we are going to give you a 100 uh, culture kings voucher so i don't know what you can do with that <laughs> Harold bought a hat he got he got a oh, buck yes. in his hat um so yep. we'll give that to you but honestly uh, as a brisbane lion and a, a queenslander now uh, we, we love having you up here and uh, we appreciate you coming on the podcast today that's uh it's exciting times and we can't wait to see what happens in 2021.
2: Yeah. But no, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah.
3: That is...